Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkouts. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, yeah. exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work. We'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. <laughs> Every single day. Love the liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? I would say double. I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Yeah! Talking about expressvpn.com slash Nooners. Love ExpressVPN. You've got to have a VPN in today's world or you're not living your life right, brother. People are going to start stealing your passwords, all your bank info, everything. And I know most of you are probably thinking, uh, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode doesn't hide your activity. Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why when I'm at home, I never go online without using Express VPN. Huge fan. I've had it for years. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background uh, of all my computers and my laptops and my phones, and it's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, like I was saying, phones, computers, uh, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it right now. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash nooners, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash nooners. Expressvpn.com slash nooners. Head there to learn more. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross Patterson Revolution! Brought to you by GhostBed.com! Hey. Oh. I, I think I've, I think I've polio. Polio? I think I think that I have I polio, and I'm not sure how to tell you that. You've never started the show so subdued. I think you <laughs> might. I think you might actually have polio. I think I've tried to do that one time where I'm like, "Hey, what's up?" And you're like, "No, no, no, that's not how we start the show." There's an awesome story behind that And uh, I I really wanted to start the show off with that today Because you ever have like one of those weird moments in your life That you've totally forgotten for years and years and years And then all of a sudden it just pops back up And you're like, holy shit I remember that one time with this, this, that person and this thing Sure, yeah Here's what it was, right? So last night I had a little bit of difficulty sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, 
kind of just rummaging through faith. It's one of those nights where I, f- I felt like I was forgetting something, you know, like always forgetting something of like, did I check all of those emails? Did I text these people back? Did I, I know I'm forgetting something and I don't know what it is. Therefore, right. I had a hard time sleeping, right? So uh, one of them, I was scrolling through Facebook to try to find this one guy for this one thing and, uh, and find this one name and blah, 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 right? Well, throughout that process, like I was, try- I was trying to type in like, their first names. I'm not going to say this guy's first name in case that he were to listen to this show or whatever, right? But uh, when I very first got to Los Angeles, I was very adamant. I mean, coming out of NYU and all this stuff, I was very adamant about, and so were my professors of like, hey man, as soon as you get there, get into an acting class, right? You forget how much you hate people in acting class until you get in there and you're like, oh, God damn it. I've got to put up with these assholes, right? I've never forgotten personally. Really? Oh. Anytime I meet an actor that's a real actor, you have a friend, I won't say his name, and I love him. Like, I love hanging out with him, but when we start talking about acting, I want to punch him in the face. And I'm an actor, but I just don't take it. Yeah, like, I don't take it so serious in that. I don't know. I I don't think of it in the same way. Here's the deal. I've always, always known that it is a very vain profession and therefore sure when i was always conscious of like when i went out to dinners or public or whatever like i would not talk about the craft of acting or the, the art of it or anything else i would always leave that bullshit behind so like i my personal belief is as like a job as an entertainer all the way around right be great whenever the camera's on and then whatever the bullshit goes on later, you don't need to tell anybody your process or like the Ethan Hawke thing. Sure. Like, I don't need to know you put 40 pounds of weight in your jacket <laughs> for the time, Showtime show. Every and... time we go to Showtime and it's Ethan oh. Hawke's face of him like, oh, I'm oh. acting over here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So last night I'm scrolling through um, the book of faces trying to find this one guy's name to, to write him back this message, right? Uh, and... I, I stumble across somebody from my past that clearly I've been friends with on Facebook for years and years and years. And it's this one guy, and I was like, God damn it, why does that name ring a bell? And I click their profile picture. Because when you see it, it's a tiny little circle, and you can't really tell what's going on. Right. So you click the, po- the profile picture on your phone, and I was like, and it, as soon as it popped up, and this guy was, is now married with kids and all that stuff, like, uh, but he still had the same face of what this story was that I remembered. And I was like, oh, my God. When I first got to Los Angeles, I signed up for this acting class. Um, this is a, a fun fact. It was Vincent Chase. Uh, yes. Vincent Chase. So Mark Wahlberg had gone there. He ended up naming uh, the lead character in Entourage after Vincent Chase. Same guy, right? It's right by Rocket Ralphs, right? Correct, yes. Yes, I've been uh, Ra- there Rock and Roll Ralphs, right? Yeah. Um, right across the street, old school guy. He's been doing it for years and years and years, and uh, he's great. And you met a ton of awesome people in there uh, like who ended up becoming huge and all that shit right and it was great um however there was some people who just took shit way too seriously the reason why he was so good was he would always try different shit one of the things that he asked us to try as an exercise of hey man why don't you write your own scene for your scene partner and then you guys act that out together um and then you judge each other and blah 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 right this guy (laughs) clearly going for an oscar in the back of this tiny shitty theater on La Brea started off his speech, you know, his monologue with his fucking scene partner. Uh, You know, he comes in and he tells his wife this bad news, right? That comes in through the door, that stage door, you know, the old wooden stage. And he just looks at her and he goes, I think I have polio. And I burst out laughing. Okay. Polio hasn't been a thing since the 1920s. I think FDR was the last one who actually suffered something from it, right? Sorry, was this in the scene or he was saying that? In the scene. Oh, okay. Yes, and he had written it. And it was like, you went home and wrote that, that you think you have polio and you're coming home to tell your wife that you think you have polio. Kicks the door open. Right. Comes in. So I'm... Hi. (laughs) I think I have. It was, was real. It? it was real somber. Oh, he had a, somber. Okay, he went somber with it. He had a one of those trench coats on and a hat. Ooh, so perfect. when he when he took it off, he mm. put it on the coat rack. He put the hat on the coat rack, and he was just like. And this is something he got because they usually have like a back room Correct. with like 
stuff that you can put on to like feel more like the character, yep. right? And then it stinks. It's old. Uh, thousands of, of people have been wearing it for years and years before you. Right. The whole thing. And he comes in, puts his hat on the hook, and he's like, ah, I think I have polio. And I was like, I burst out laughing. I was like, I did because I didn't know. You could write a, a, a comedic scene or a dramatic scene. It was up to you, right? Homeboy had written a dramatic scene about him having polio. What he didn't know is that it was comedy, actually. Right. And I'm dying laughing the entire time, right? Um, And uh, so he does the thing, and it's seen, and he's real shook up about it and, and all of this shit. And I'm like, oh, my God. I haven't thought about the guy who thought he had polio, who wrote that he thought he had polio in years until last night. And uh, I burst out laughing in bed last night. I was like, oh, my God. I miss him. Sure. Um, and I miss that day. day. And Every I was day. like, holy shit, dude. If you would have told me back then that my life would have been what it is today after witnessing that, because like part of me watched that guy and I was like, oh, fuck. If this is what Los Angeles is, like, I, sh- I should get out of here. Right. Because I cannot take any of these people seriously. And I'm not going to hang out with motherfuckers like this in real life. Right. What was your. <laughs> what was this my scene? Like very... I'll tell you what mine was. Nope. I wasn't asking that. All right. <laughs> Because it was comedy, obviously. But, but obviously I, and I had to follow this guy. I had to follow this guy. Tell me that you walked in and went, I think I have polio. No. As you're seeing, that no. would have been great. I know. But I, um, I, you can't. You weren't allowed to do that in that class where it was just like, hey, man, uh, you couldn't make fun of people. Okay, or, okay. You know what I'm saying? No, like, that's good. They that's took good. it seriously. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But however, I was after him. And uh, my scene was about me telling my roommate that I was raped um, by a, a girl. Uh-huh. And the, the joke of it was like the whole comedy bit of it was, is that I came four times. Right. So my roommate keeps going over and over again. He's like, I'm sorry, man. I hate to stop you, but you came. And he was like, yeah, I mean, and after the first time, like I tried to get out of there, but I couldn't. And then right. the next two, like the, the, the fourth orgasm I had, I was just like, I've, I got to get out of here. And I, but you play it dead seriously. And like, it was a huge deal. Everybody laughed and blah, blah, blah. Right. Ross is hilarious. That is pretty funny. It is. And, and like the guy, cause the guy was just like, man, I'm, I hate to stop you, man, but I don't think you got right. Like to come on the fourth time, like how long did that take? And I was like, it was, it was two and a half hours. It was very long, but that's how long I was raped that night with her in that apartment. And I was just like, and you couldn't fight her off. And I was like, there's nothing I could do. You know, the whole thing, right? Played dead seriously. It was really funny. I had to follow the polio guy with that. And like, I realized people started making fun of him like later on in the Mm. evening, but uh, yeah. And if you're watching, I, I apologize, but no, when that you did that scene, however many years ago that was, um, that was stupid. And (laughs) He must be able to laugh about it now. He must be able to. And every time he walked in, by the way, I just, I would tell everybody in class to be like, well, Jonas Salk is here. You know, there's Jonas. I don't even like, I didn't, I didn't remember his real full name until last night, obviously, but I always called him Jonas after that. Jonas Salk guy cured polio for all you dummies out there. But uh, Um, what I was going to ask is what was your like least favorite fucking like acting exercise that they would make you because everyone mm-hmm. they all do the same right it's the repetition game it's the i'm frying ba- yeah, yeah, i'm yeah, bacon yes, frying yes. on the yeah. ground yep. um my least favorite was uh the alone moments do you remember when they would make you on stage like just do yes, yes just yes, like yes. just like you're alone yep act like we're not here yeah. and make it real yep. right that was my least favorite because you're just like, there is no way humanly possible. You know what I mean? That like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would do what I would actually do if I was by myself. Yeah. Um, the, the first one at NYU day one was uh, you're in the shower. So you're alone in the shower and that right. was your thing, right? So everybody did that thing. And uh, it was more or less like a warm up, right? And this, yeah. I remember, I'll, I'll never forget this guy either. Uh, he started crying. And so in the, the shower. It, yeah. And the, and the professor asked him, And our professor was a dick. He was very much like myself, just a complete asshole, right? He was not putting up with anybody's bullshit um, because this was all on camera too. And it was just like, so he goes, uh, he reminded me of Mark Maron, this professor. He was really funny, really cool. Um, Maybe smoke to join with him later after I graduate, whatever, right? After I finished the class. Uh, But he goes, uh, hey, hey, why are you crying? Why are you you crying? And the, the kid looks at him and he goes, no lie. And he goes, I got soap in my eye. And I was like, oh, and you know me, like I immediately, I'm just like, oh, fuck me. Right. Um, And he goes, 
don't ever do that fucking shit again in front of the entire class. And I was like, oh my yes, God, I'm yes, going to love it here. Yes, These are yes. my people. Right. And so what happened was, is like I, afterwards I found out what the guy's background was. Turns out he had directed like the professor, directed like 20 movies and all he'd seen and done everything at this point. And he was like, don't do that fucking bullshit again. Like, and it was, it was awesome and I enjoyed it. But I think I was the only one in that class who did. All of them were like, Ethan Hawkish, like theater kids mm-hmm. of like, all right, great. Yeah. Versus like, hey man, we're doing some on camera shit and don't do that again. Um, but yeah, I got soap in my eyes and I was just like, oh no. Freeze game. All of it. Yes. And yep, all of it. All, all of these it. things that I just feel like, <laughs> I don't know. Somebody on here said, uh, did you do the Michael Scott uh, finger gun things? The, the reason why, like, like Michael Scott and The Office and all that shit is so great to me is, like, what, yes. what he did in that and what happened in that class is real. Like, the, the joke of that scene in The Office is that it's not a joke and that all of the people actually are like that. And it makes me cringe watching it. And that's, yes. that was the beauty of The Office. By the way, that's, you're right. That's the beauty about all of those shows yes. that are set in very normal life mm-hmm. with people that aren't entertainers or they aren't in that world (laughs) like (laughs) it's a very strange place to be right like people will do weird shit (laughs) in real life in those types of situations right uh that is the beauty of it um what was the one christopher guest does it the best uh they did a whole like revisiting of all of his waiting for guffman Waiting for Guffman, Best in Show, For yeah, Your Consideration, yeah, yeah. all of these that Masters. are also, yeah. his his main theme is exactly that. Like making fun of people that, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, Take yeah. things way too seriously. I think that's hilarious. Well, Christopher Guest is not only a great actor, but he's one of the very best comedic writers of all time. It's amazing. And when so they were- he does not put up with any of that bullshit and like he because he was back in the snl days where they were doing drugs and all that shit and it was just like that guy was the best like fun fact he was six-fingered man in princess bride yes um because you know why he wrote wrote the fucking script uh so he's great um he's one of the very best and that's the thing like if you're a comedian who understands acting and directing and a little bit of all of it you don't put up with that shit where you're just like man we're all done with that like that's it's that but it's also seeing the hilarity in everyday interactions and life like the observation of that Mm -hmm. is a skill right the observation of how hilarious a like christmas or like a trust exercise at an office party like how office environment like how hilarious that is yeah and especially when people take it seriously yeah 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 Yeah. so i you know i love that shit i think i have polio oh my god that guy that fucking guy and and he has a wife and kids and like i part of me is just like man if i got to meet his wife and kids and be like hey you know what your father did one day he he did a whole bit that he wrote that that he thought he had polio in, uh, in the 2000s. So he was uh, about 80 years uh, behind that disease after it was uh, already solved. We, we right. solved that riddle, you know? It's not like he had yeah. uh, bird flu or something. I have gangrene. Yeah. It's like, mm. eh. Eh. Uh, But speaking of cast getting together um, and doing shit, fun shit about everyday life, Seinfeld is going to get back together uh, here in Texas, actually. Uh, Tejas. The entire cast is going to get together and do a reunion thing to raise money for the Democratic Party in Texas because they think that they can turn Texas blue. There was one name that is noticeably absent uh, from this lineup, and it is Jerry Seinfeld. So, um, super curious, on a show called Seinfeld, you're going to get together and do some cast reenactment without... The guy that is actually Seinfeld, and it's... Uh, Why is that? I don't is know. Is it a Chris Pratt sitch? I don't know. I don't know. But I, look, looking at the Pratt sitch, you know, everybody's come out. I, I read, uh, everybody sent me yesterday um, Robert Downey Jr.'s post about him and everything. And it was just yeah. like, he's a Christian and he's a great guy and blah, 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 blah. And everybody's sticking up for him. Um, and they were like, there was another segment that was like, why didn't everybody stick up for Brie Larson? I don't know the Brie Larson story. Do you guys? 
Giorgio, I know you're a big Brie Larson fan. You love that chick. Captain Marvel? A little bit too young for Giorgio, I think. Huh? Ah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, uh, I am not familiar with the Brie Larson situation. Oh, really? I'm not, I'm not either. Yeah. I thought I'd ask. I thought you were Dan? a fan of hers. Nah. Who, um, I, you know what? It's fucking Jared. Jared loves Brie Larson. Um, of course. Figured. Yeah. Uh, Such his type. Yeah. Uh, fans stand up for Brie Larson and Tessa Thompson as Marvel stars defend Chris Pratt. So they, I guess, weren't there either. Oh, they weren't. Ah, so You don't say. But that's a little bit different than Chris Pratt, right? Ah. I, think th- I think that he was more prominent in the franchise I can, or? I can promise you because if we're going to go through all people that weren't there there's Brie Larson is a fucking democrat like and, that, and and again that's fine but she clearly missed it for a scheduling thing I think Chris Pratt just was like no I'm I'm, go- I'm all what good I don't like about it is I'm I married don't, to a Schwarzenegger like I'm yeah but I don't know if he's pro-Trump or whatever but if you don't want to be political it's the thing like that happened with Michael Michael Jordan, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. if you don't want to be political in your you energy, in your it. life, yeah. um, you shouldn't. You shouldn't have to. I agree. Yeah. Go to the polls, vote, do whatever, right? Yeah. Just like any other adult yeah. should be doing. But you don't have to speak out. Like that is a whole different situation. Whoopi Goldberg said it very well when he, when she was talking about Michael Jordan. Is like, hey, look, that's a choice that I've made. Yeah. It's a difficult one. And right. if you don't want to do that, because it is a very hard line to walk of being, you know, a political activist and also an entertainer. So if you don't want to choose that life, good for you. Like, do what you, be an example just as a person. Right. And have that speak for yourself instead of going out there. Like, LeBron. Why don't you just be a fucking good basketball player and that will show yeah. what is possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? As opposed to you just like telling me things that you believe politically, right? Yeah, and like I look It's y- a choice you and not everyone be has shame to. for that, but but one thing that he wrote yesterday that people had a hard time understanding was uh Robert Downey Jr. wrote that um, you know, if if there was any more of a diverse family than what he is in right now, um you're you're crazy um and everybody's like well they're all white what he didn't mean that politically diverse Mm -hmm. um so maria shriver uh is her mom yeah democrats obviously she's kennedy that whole shit Mm -hmm. her husband ex-husband now because he porked the maid um porked that mexican maid and they chunked out a kid Mm -hmm. um was obviously the republican governor of of california Yes, you could not get any more politically diverse than that family. So it had nothing to do with their race, by the way. Um, some people were like, ooh, they're all white. Yeah, yes, well, yes, there's a Mexican kid somewhere. Nah, but there's a... Running around. So, like, you know. Yeah. Bork that maid. He borked her. And they have a little baby together. It's actually not little. The kid's like 23 years old. The maid? and Yeah. That's how Dang. long he hit it for. Is the kid is like twenty three years old, Dang. and I don't think they found out, or at least they said anything to like seventeen. Like the kid was like seventeen at that point, right? So that'd be weird, wouldn't it? Like grow up your whole life, and your dad is fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger, one of the biggest badasses of all time, and you can't tell anybody. <sighs> hey, where's your dad? Don't know. He died in a plane crash. He's in the helicopter. What? Is what, what what happened to your father? Come on, boom! It's he's yeah, in the chopper. That's what I'm saying. He's in the chopper, but yeah. like that's the whole thing. You can't even tell that story. Yeah, you can't say bummer. your dad is Arnold Schwarzenegger. That would suck, dude. It would really suck, dude. You know, be like my dad was uh, Guy Fury, and I couldn't tell anybody, and I was like, oh, "Where's your dad at?" I tell people I he's know. my stepdad every day. <laughs> you also said you were from the Jersey Mike's uh, fortune. Oh, Mike's for kid. A long time. Yeah. I'm Mike's kid. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It was a good one because it's hard to prove, right? Because also, Peter Carano bought Jersey Mike's yeah. from my dad, yeah, so Mike. He's, uh, he's not even Mike. So it's Peter's place now. Peter! But well, back in the day, I was Mike's kid. Yeah. I was riding high. And you used to tell people hog. that you were part of the Jersey Mike fortune. You were the heiress to the Jersey Mike fortune. You want to tell the people that? Yeah, I was, I was Mike's kid. But this story came from something else because I was at a Jersey Mike's and you guys all know those employees, I'll say real quick, but you guys all know those employees that take their job very seriously at like a franchise type of thing. And there was this guy at Jersey Mike's making 
the subs. We had yeah. just gotten one in Ventura and he was acting like he was Mike's boy. Like he just, the way that he was explaining it and all the things that they're going to be doing to the store. And we're like, Hey bro, are you part-time employee? Are you this fucking guy's son? I mean, the way that you're talking about it, <laughs> Jersey Mike's and all the things that they're rolling out and guys come next week, we're going to have toasted subs. And you're like, bro. So we just thought it was funny. If I was like, what if you just say that you're Mike's boy, dude? Like, yeah. no one's going to fight you or look into it. <laughs> but that's where that came from. It would have been awesome if you were, though. Fuck. Uh, that have been great. I do love their subs. I know. I, do, I, do, I, I can eat Jersey Mike's every night. Every night. It's every a problem. Night. We and did do it one week. Think, yeah, we did every it. Our night. very first week in Texas, we ordered, we ordered uh, Postmates. First, Every single night of Jersey Mike's and every single night they delivered it. And the guy was just like, fuck you guys, man. Um, We're still paying for that week. But um, <laughs> yeah, still trying to get those LBs. Yeah, I'm, I'm Mike's girl. I'm yeah, Mike's girl. I'm Mike's kid. Yeah. Uh, you know? You know you know Jersey Mike, right? Jersey Mike? It's my father. It's my, uh, my brethren. Um, he's uh, my hombre. Papa. My brethren? My brethren, my papa. I get confused now what brethren means. Well, because I've renamed it's it. your balls. Yeah, to my some... dick, my balls, and my taint yeah. is my brethren. But, uh, and then sometimes you know, it's my dad. It's your family. Yeah. Yeah. It could be your dad's okay. dick and balls, too. You know? I don't limit it. Sure. I let that uh, definition go wherever it needs to go. If it needs to go to your father's dick, balls, and taints as well, feel free. Calm down. Feel, I'm not going <laughs> to calm down. It is little Friday, Jesse. It is little Friday. It is. I'm so excited. It is It is Thursday. Uh, lots going on. Jesus Christ. Um, it, this is the point, by the way, uh, these last 10 days before the election, where you're going to read and hear the most ridiculous shit you've ever heard of all time. Every day, somebody will be screaming something completely fucking random, showing some hidden photo, email, whatever you name it is going down. Uh, it is started, and holy shit, it is hard not to look at the car crash every day. Start with last night. Rudy Giuliani started trending number one, right? Never uh, good. Never good. <laughs> Correct, Amundo. That motherfucker nope. has loose lips, and he's going to sink some chaps. Now, this time, the tables were turned on him, and a photo was released of a compromising photo of Rudy Giuliani laying down on a hotel bed, taking his pants off. And you were like, whoa, what, what's the story there? Turns out he's in the new Borat and they got him to talk in some interview or whatever. And an actress invited him back to uh, the hotel. Um, I, I guess the way they're framing it, here's, here's what, what Giuliani's side is saying is that oh, Lord. Uh, that he was mic'd up and they asked him to take off his pants to take off the mic pack, right? Mm -hmm. That goes in the back. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie, so who fucking cares? I don't give a shit about Rudy Giuliani, to be honest with you. So whatever it is, I don't care if he was trying to pork this girl. We'll find out when we find out, right? He's claiming it was all fake. Uh, the producers of the film are claiming that, you know, uh, he took off his pants in front of this actress and blah, blah, blah. And then Borat jumps in the room and says something to him in this scene. I don't know what it is. The movie comes out. Show shit tomorrow. Uh, comes out tomorrow. So we'll watch it over the weekend. And, and, and we'll see. see. It's all going to come out, buddy. Correct. So that was number one. And I was like, ah, fuck. Um, I went back to it because we were shooting Drinking Bros. And then I went back to it an hour later. That story had completely disappeared. And then Iran was trending number one. And I was like, well, this isn't going to be good either, is it? Uh, click that one open. Now, this one was a weird one. Um, the there's a group called the Lincoln Project, uh, who you are familiar with from the circus. They yes. were on uh, what a week ago, two weeks ago mm -hmm. on the Showtime series of circus. I uh, popped on their podcast a couple of them as well, just would, to see. Yeah, what'd you think? What's uh, their whole sitch? They seem very angry. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's Republicans against Trump, higher up mm. Republicans that have. Uh, various jobs. I, in, thought they, I thought they worked for the Obama administration. One of the guys did. Um, yeah, I think, but um, they, they, they're touting themselves as Republicans against Trump. Got so it, got it, got it. maybe there's one person, there's various people that work, yeah, I, but for the it, most part, they're people that are Republicans have had various jobs in Republican. 
That makes sense because Politics. if you're going to call yourself the Lincoln Project, mm-hmm. obviously Abraham Lincoln was Republican. Yeah. So, uh, okay, that makes sense. Um, so here was the weird thing. Um, they had done a gotcha piece yesterday about, uh, or the day before, about uh, the Proud Boys. You know, Proud Boys are causing trouble. Now, look, if you're a longtime listener of Drinking Bros, we had the head of the Proud Boys on, it. I think, a year ago on the show. I just wanted to find out what the bullshit was. And, like, it turns out it was exactly what I thought. Like, it's kind of a nothing group where it's, like, you know, 2,000 people and it's just trolls. Like, they're just, they don't really do anything or have, like, group gatherings. and The fact that you guys are... People are even talking about them it's that so high up. It's exactly what, what they, they wanted. want. Yeah, There's yeah. no, they're literally, <laughs> think of a bunch of guys in a room laughing about how stupid yeah. everyone is and the media. And they're, think of someone being like, watch, right. I'm going to do this shit and it's going to get all the way into a debate. Yeah. A presidential debate. They're going to yep. say our name, the Proud Boys. And they fucking did. And you guys feed right into it. And it was started by a comedian, Gavin McGinnis. Uh, very funny guy. Very sharp writer. And it, it was all a joke. Um, so they did this piece that like, oh, the Proud Boys were uh, are sending emails to Democratic voters, registered Democratic voters, threatening them that if they go to the polls and vote, they're going to show up and beat them up and stab them and all this other shit, right? This, is, this was their huge hit piece that the Lincoln Project had. Uh, and then it turned out the FBI director came, held a press conference yesterday. And he said, hey, guys, we're telling, this, telling you this as, as a nation. Uh, our election process is under attack uh, by Iran and by Russia currently. And those emails that were sent out was uh, the Iran had hacked in to the Democratic voter registration gotten the names and then sent these emails on behalf of the proud boys and, and written these emails themselves. Hmm. Um, so Iran did this. It was not the proud, the proud boys doesn't really have an organization. Like, it's really hard to tell you that they have no organization. Just go listen to the episode that they were on. Like they have no organization. They have no mobilization. They can't do anything like this because it's like 2000 white dudes who are just, Kind of trolls. Like, I think they could send out emails. Oh, oh yes, yes. Perhaps they could have, right? Just but think about who the, would benefit more from it. Correct. But the point is, they did not. So the okay. FBI director, uh, Director Ray, came out. Uh, that's W-R-A-Y, which is always a weird spelling to me. Uh, he made an announcement yesterday at a press conference and said, this is Iran, uh, and, that, and that Russia is, always, uh, is also trying to get involved in the rigging of this election. And he goes, uh, we want to make everybody aware that you were safe to go to the polls. This was not the proud boys or anyone else. This was two countries that are trying to stir this up. Now to me, when he made this speech yesterday, I, I've always thought this, I've assumed this for 75 years that China, Iran, Russia, uh, you name it, any other big country has probably tried to meddle in our election every single four years forever. And I'm going to be real honest. I'd be surprised if the U.S. hasn't done the same thing to them for 75 years as well. Right. With like propaganda pieces and all that other shit, right? There was once where they were dropping shit out of planes and everything over Russia. News, news pam- pamphlets dating back to like the 40s and 50s. What did they gain from doing that? Here's what they gained from doing it. Um, it is chaos of it, right? So the more that Americans hate each other and that everything is torn apart and the country is all fucking crazy... It benefits them. So whatever shady shit they want to do behind the scenes, like sneak a sub around or Mm. test a nuke or do whatever, we're in a constant, America would be in a constant state of chaos and that little shit like that would keep going on. It would also help them with trade deals and everything else, right? And that's what you kind of want out of any country where you want that chaos. Um, Even with China and Hong Kong, the reason why we don't step into shit like that is, hey man, China wants to go to war against Hong Kong. Congratulations. That means you're too busy fucking around that you're not going to fuck with our trade and everything else that's going on here. We're not going to stop that. Uh, it would also cause a, a world war, right? So the more chaos that's going on, the better. Uh, same thing with Russia. When they were protesting in the streets of, you know, we hate Putin. And remember the, who is it? Uh, Pussy Riot? Mm. The band Pussy Riot. Yeah, we're standing up for ourselves. And they ended up going to jail and they did a documentary about them and all that shit. The reason why America doesn't step in for that is just it's it's great. The, the chaos is great in other countries where it's like, see, we were right. 
you don't want our country to become Russia, do you? You won't have any rights. Same with China and the internet and all that other bullshit. So that's why they, they step in and stir up all of this shit. But I'm not surprised by it. And I don't understand why anybody else at this point would be. Where it's just like, hey man, yeah, of course they want chaos. They want fucking discord and all that other shit. Like, the more we hate each other and the more division that is created here, the better it is for these other countries. So I'm not surprised at all by it. But these news outlets seem to be surprised every time where they're like, man, I can't believe it. So the, the, the Lincoln Project deleted that tweet yesterday. They're a huge breaking story. They deleted the article and everything else. I just happened to have a screenshot of it. So I reposted it uh, last night um, so that hashtag we never forget uh, how stupid you fucking are. Um, and I was like, you're no. And I wrote to them last night with, with the tweet. You know, I just said, hey, by the way. Uh, that, that tweet you deleted, I, I have it, and here it is, um, saying that uh, the Proud Boys are involved. And I go, your group is no different than the Proud Boys, the, the perceived evil you think of them. Like, you're both trying to divide the country. The, I don't... the Lincoln Project, the Proud Boys, all of them are trying to create division and hatred in this country. Like, the Lincoln Project serves no good for anyone at all. It's just a, it's a useless bunch of angry people, same as the Proud Boys, just a bunch of useless angry people who are want to spend their day trolling all day. What the fuck is that? Um so they actually don't deny that that's what they're doing. Neither the Proud Boys. So Right. So so Lincoln Project does not deny that they will get Trump out of office at any cost. So Apparently there is a cost because they're they're going in deleting news stories now. Right. So they do want to be taken Seriously, as a legitimate organization. Otherwise, you're not releasing stories and then deleting them, like uh, because then you lose all your credibility. Yeah, you do need some form of credibility in that. Um, same with the Proud Boys. When, when that homeboy was on, I was like, uh, one of the presidents or something was off camera feeding answers or whatever, and I was like, why doesn't he come on camera? Well, we can't let anybody know who that is. And I was like, you realize you lose all credibility in that if you don't have the people on. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? So. With all of this shit, both ways, it's just to create division, and, and especially in the media itself. Media is the worst enemy of, of all of us. I'm not afraid of Russia or Iran, to be honest with you, in real life. I'm afraid of our own American media. Um, our own American media is tearing us apart as a country faster than any other fucking foreign government could possibly ever do it. Um, and I, I said the same thing in 2016. If you're dumb enough to believe these fucking fake ads on Facebook or news on Facebook, you're just a fucking idiot in real life and you deserve to be tricked. And uh, if you're voting for whatever it is you read on Facebook, congratulations. They, you earned that vote and you earned your stupidity and it's Darwinism at its finest, in my opinion. Um, uh, but the New York Times and the Post and all of this <clears throat> shit, with all of these lies and stories that they won't print or in Facebook, that they're hiding articles from the New York Post and all this other shit, like, there is no greater fucking division in America and hatred than our own American media. And uh, we have no one to blame but ourselves for that. So fuck it. Yeah. When I saw Iran last night, I was like, oh, least of our problems. I'm right. worried about the New York Times and the Washington Post tomorrow. That's that's more important to me than Iran. I don't give a fuck about Iran. I assume they were doing bullshit. I assume Russia's doing bullshit. I don't assume their own American media is doing bullshit. And that's what I have a fucking issue with. Um, so once that struck up the band last night, I was like, man, I wonder what's going to happen this morning when I wake up. It's got to be something real fucked up. I know it will be. Sure enough, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, her deposition from uh, 2016, uh, it, it just got released in its entirety with very little redactions here. Um, and it is a 400-page deposition uh, just got released, and uh, we do know this. Clinton is in it. Prince Andrew is in it, obviously. Some others are, but at, at 400 pages, the news organizations are going to have to proof this and cherry-pick their their favorite things from this. I, I can't go... I, I It would be boring if I just read you 400 pages on air. Uh, would I attempt it? You betcha. You betcha. But uh, it would be boring as shit, so... I'll wait, and we'll probably talk about it on fake news today, um, this afternoon, as, as more of these tidbits start to come out. But somebody's got to, I guarantee you, these editors are just like, oh, my God. Even the ones that hate Trump are just like, now this. Now we got to cover this on top of it. Yeah. The night of a debate. 
come on, man. Um, so there's 400 pages that just dropped. Very little redactions. Uh, it says it is a, it's from a civil lawsuit against one of her accusers. Um, and the, the documents are the only, this is according to Bloomberg, um, not Michael, but his own paper, because he's rich enough to just name a paper after himself. That'd be rad. Oh, according to the Patterson today, that's, um, yeah, according to, to, to uh, Bloomberg, it says the documents are only the only substantive public record from Maxwell about what she said she did for her former boyfriend, Jeffrey Epstein. So apparently they hammered her for hours and hours and hours. And uh, uh, the names blacked outs are Clinton, Prince Andrew, and then they're kind of working through the other ones as we speak. Uh, hopefully in about an hour we'll have more of that. But I was like, what else could happen today? Uh, and then the Leslie Stahl thing, 60 Minutes. Um, you and I were watching 60 Minutes last week. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, Leslie Stahl was like, I'm going to interview the president of the United States and Biden. And that's going to be this Sunday's show. Right. Trump walked out after 45 minutes yesterday. I don't know what happened. Um, what I do know is this. He put some footage up on his own Twitter feed of Leslie Stahl inside the White House, not wearing a mask, talking to everyone else who was wearing a mask. I'm assuming he got pissed off about some form of COVID question and then said, why aren't you wearing a fucking right. mask if, you're, if this is what you believe in? I don't know what's going to happen with that. But I do know the follow-up. As of this morning, he says, I might release this entire interview on my own. Uh, I guess there was somebody in the White House that was recording it and, and then popped that That's up. That's smart of him to do that. It is. Um, and then put it up before Hearst comes out on Sunday. So I have no idea what happened, what's going on in that. But uh, yet another fun thing where you're just like, oh, shit. And then tonight is the final presidential debate um, where the, it'll be muted. A lot of talk about foreign policy. It's going to be a shit show for the next twelve days, and I'm I'm here for all of it. But uh, man, it's it's a lot of noise going on right now. A lot of noise, Jabes. Fuck. What else could happen? What else could possibly happen here in the next two weeks? Hunter Biden. Mm. Is that one of them? Yeah. So um, I think there's people working definitely behind the scenes to go through those emails from the laptop that that he left at some <laughs> look i used to be a dirt bag we all know that i'm a i'm an rdb reform dirt bag yeah i've left a laptop somewhere you yeah. know what i mean just like pff, so it's so old yeah you know what i mean you, you leave it you go to get it fixed and you're just like fuck it and you just never <laughs> pick it up i've done that for sure so hunter biden does this and now they're combing through emails there to try and find some kind of collusion with biden and meetings and money wow. um so i think maybe something like that will come out it won't matter Unless we have a Comey situation, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, which yeah. there may be. But I think more than that, they're really, really leaning into um, Russia, Iran, um, and actually Facebook and Google and everyone. Um, For Hunter Biden? Just in general. Okay. So they're doing a big push for um, Facebook. Google, I think, has a lawsuit against them. Um, and all of these social media outlets um, influencing the election. And so they're really, I think it's a distraction possibly. Okay. But basically they're going all in on Russia, Iran, Facebook, and Google um, influencing this election. And they're starting it now. So whatever happens, they're going to continue with that after. Ah, got it, got it, um, got it, got it. They tried to, like I was saying yesterday, they tried to lump in Hunter Biden's emails as well as that picture of him in a crack coma yeah. as yeah. Russian interference mm. and misinformation. Okay. And they had to eventually come out and say that that's not true because misinformation means that it's an untrue story <laughs> that Russia puts out, right? Uh-huh. Which does happen. But this was not untrue it was just something that they didn't want you to know and there's a huge difference between that right if you are telling the truth and a story gets out Mm -hmm. that's what it is sorry it happened (laughs) if it's not true and russia's doing these big headlines that people believe that's completely different but they once again i say it all the time 
using your stupidity against you and lumping that all together so that you believe that all of these things are influencing the election. Every headline is wrong. If you see something about Hunter Biden, it could be from Russia. That's kind of what they're trying to plant in your head right now. Even though the FBI has come out all yesterday and today and put it's not misinformation. This is a real story. We're investigating. Do you know what I mean? Sure. So I think that's the new narrative. And I can't remember, maybe you can tell me this from 2016. Were they starting with that before Hillary and Trump? Were they starting with that kind of Russia is interfering before the election yeah, just yeah, so yeah. they could get that yeah. narrative to go for, uh, beyond that? Yes. Um, and then real quick, there's some breaking news. Trump just released the uh, 60 Minutes interview on his Facebook. So... That is happening right now, um, and I can't wait to watch it. This well, is he a, is an older gentleman. Of course, he uses Facebook. A 38-minute interview. No, I don't think you can put 38 minutes on on Twitter, probably. Can you not? No. It's no, very right. short, yeah. Um, so that is, link. That's breaking news, <laughs> and then he posted right after that. Uh, how, how rude they were. I'm just going to read this real quick, and I'm sorry to cut you off. Look at the bias, hatred, and rudeness on behalf of 60 Minutes and CBS. Uh, tonight's anchor, Kristen Welker, is far worse. Kristen Welker is the one who's doing the debate tonight. So we're already setting the tone for what that's going to be tonight. Yes. So Trump is not is not any different. (laughs) Like it's on both sides. That's where I'm coming from is that it's on both sides. Everybody's setting up for everyone's setting their narrative now. Yes. So just don't even like I said, don't even listen. In 2016. Yes. That narrative was set. They started Uh, it first because they saw that same sort of thing happening. Right. They saw them losing. They right. saw all of this. And so they needed to start some kind of narrative first. Whether it's true, completely true, half true, whatever, I'm not sure. But on his side, it was her emails. On their side, it was Russia and right. that, that narrative. Now, I, you almost have the same thing. It's his emails. That's what I said with yesterday. Hunter Biden, right. Um, and uh, and this keeps they're popping going up. Russia. C- yeah, because Trump last night was just like, hey, man, uh, I, when are we going to, why won't the FBI director? say to the American public, we are investigating Hunter Biden. Um, Because once he says that, then you have the same thing Uh, all over again. They're saying Russia, Russia, Russia. So it's the same exact election as 2016. Therefore, all of these choices that I've made and talked about on the show, the prediction is the same, man. Like it it is identical what we're running here, just two different candidates. That's it. Um, So shit. Uh, what I will say is this. I can't wait to watch the 60 Minutes interview on Trump's Facebook Oh, my gosh. Page. Jesus Christ. I wish we would have gotten it before. We could play a little All of this. Ghislaine, the whole, the whole thing, man. It's, uh, it's really all coming down, isn't it? Um, you love to see it. You love, Lo- I love to, to see it. I love to see it. I'm so happy for you. Know that I am. <laughs> know that I am. Uh, yeah, Neillard um, was the one who uh, popped that in. I appreciate it. Um, by the way, hammer that like button on YouTube if you're watching live. Uh, we get some sponsors who pay for this uh, show to be on the air, which is unbelievable. Can't believe it every single day, James. Ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros uh, is uh, our mattress company. Ooh, finest mattresses in the biz, James. Love them. Love, 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 love them. This is me getting my perfect position on the yeah. adjustable base that I'm in love with. Yeah. Can't believe I've never had one in my life. I thought they were for old people. They're not. They're for rich people. Or if you have polio. Just kidding. I think I have polio. You can, this would be a great mattress for you. They got an adjustable base and uh, it is. you can just leave, leave your little tiny polio legs in there and then raise them. Do Get enough circulation in them. All that shit. They got everything. Adjustable bases. Pillows, sheets, mattresses, you name it. If you're a member of the military or first responder, work in the government or a teacher in this life, you get 30% off anyways every single day of your life just because you have a rad job. Um, And the rest of us losers have a 30% off bundle package that uh, we can use for all the month of October. Bundle it all all together. And uh, you got that strike force running through my face, baby. You know I need it. Oh, I need it. I'm going to shoot. I'm going to shoot. Um, they get a 36-month page. You go program no interest at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. And all of those deals are applicable with uh, the finest mattresses in the land. 
Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today. Next up, James, we got manscaped.com. Ooh, this is a good one. Manscaped, not just for the men. Uh, also for the ladies. For any genitalia that has hair on it. Damn right. Is there more than right? two? What? Butthole. Ah, is that a genital? Is, is that a genital? Look, I don't think man. we're calling that. We're just calling it a hole. Look, man. I mean, what are we doing here? What are we doing here, Jabes? <laughs> uh, we're shaving is what we're doing down Anyways, here. They got uh, the weed whacker for your nose, for your ears. That's their new product. Amazing. They got the lawnmower 3.0 for your pubic regions. Amazing. Uh, your ladies will steal it from you, and it's totally fine. Um, it'll smell better if, if, that's, if, if you're into that. A lot of people, that's a fetish. That's a kink. I'm not going to kink shame you out there, but a lot of people like to smell their razors after they shave their nethers. It's a kink. Um, I'm, that's not my jam, but, you know, if your lady uses it, you want to give it a quick sniff afterwards, feel free. feel free. Or just buy a clean one, and if you have a date... You know, and she ends up using it. You'll know later on. Just give it a quick sniff and walk away. Go to manscaped.com, promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off there. Uh, get the kit. You can also get a subscription and get some blades sent to your house. Last but not least, Jabe, strikeforceenergy.com. Boom, 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 boom. I am on it today, son. Grape, orange, lemon, uh, a ridge. Tasty, tiny little tin pouch you rip it open and squeeze it into any liquid available. Lasts longer than five-hour energy, and uh, it's really, really great uh, for uh, starting your car. If your car dies, uh, you run out of gas, you can just pour some strike force in it, and it'll start right up. It's not true. It's not true. I wish it was true, but it is not. Uh, it turns out just, uh, and it's terrible for anal sex too. Don't do that as well on Strike Force Energy. Uh, it won't start your car and you can't do anal with it. Um, but it's, it's really good for keeping you awake. So if you have a long drive or a long day. I tried it yesterday because I broke down on the side of the road. Did you really? I did. Why didn't you I- call me? Was it working? I did. Um, ah. but anyways, uh, so <laughs> I had to wait for an hour for a larger Mexican man to try and figure out how to It's called triple I did. Yeah, I did. I had to, but anyway, I tried strike force first just to get just a yeah. little drop, just to try and turn over that. Yep. That new leaf didn't work. No, didn't work. Um, so he yeah. had to change the battery, but I ended up having to help him. They couldn't figure out how to get it out. Really? You don't yeah. say. Look at that. So. James. And that was a fun time. It was about an hour and a half to two hours of my day. While I was helping him get the battery, another man, Mexican. Sure. That seems to be a theme. But I love. You know yeah. what I mean? They just knew who to go to. Look at that. Do you know is what that, I mean? Is that free to they Pinto? They knew it's free to go. Hollow. They knew who to go to. Not Pinto, huh? So anyways, this guy drives up. Hobbles out. Maybe he's been drinking. I'm not sure. Yeah, we all. He have. parked his car literally diagonal at the AAA car. Great. And we were like, "Can we help you, sir?" And he was like, "I need help with my hubcap." And we were like, "This isn't a. This isn't. We're not turning this into like a mechanics um, course." Yeah. You can, you you can take the Strikeforce logo down, by the way. Strikeforceenergy.com, promo oh, code yeah. REVOLUTION, 20% off. Continue well, this, what, though, yeah. Basically, what we're saying is it doesn't work to start your car, no, right? No, no, This guy could have used it, probably, because yeah. he had been drinking, and his hubcap fell off, and he thought that I could help him put it back on. Who has a hubcap anymore? I mean, I think everyone has. Oh. No? Yeah, it was like a small, it was Rims. like a Honda. I'm Rinse. really starting to doubt the accuracy of that 23andMe. Like, you may have some Latin in you. Yeah, right? Like, like, if people are just coming up to you on the street oh, asking you to just, fix things. They like, were just gravitate. So the guy, it was hot as shit, and this guy could not get my fucking battery. He couldn't figure out the top thing to get the fucking thing out, whatever. So, had to help him with that. Oh, this these newer cars, just trying to get used to them. You know that. Yeah, that yeah, whole yeah, fucking yeah. That whole thing. Racket, Look, yeah. this... The, oh, sorry. It's not 19, 1930s Cuba. I think probably AAA gets called on older cars, right? Whatever. Um, we and have then a new this, car. What happened? That's what I mean. The batteries just, I guess, after three years, they get weak. Uh, um, and did you get a new so one? It ju- got a new one. Look at that. Got a new one. Look at that. Very white of me. Anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> so, white privilege. 
Who just walks so around I, and buys car batteries so, at, on a whim? By the way, I changed the battery and then I helped this drunk guy put his hubcap. No, you did not. I did. Because the AAA guy was like, fucking get out of here. And I was like, man, this guy, no, come on. Fuck him and his hubcap. I wouldn't have done that. We all know you wouldn't have done it, Ross. We probably already had that conversation today. Jesus Christ, man. Tell so him whatever. to put the hubcap it was like, in, the, in the passenger seat and, and hop along down the road. Anyways, that was my shit. day yesterday. Yeah. And Strike Force did not work on the car. Man, if I, if I was there and you would have asked me that, I would have t- pulled my pants down, took a shit in that hubcap and said, here, here's your dinner. Yeah, it was a big plate of shit. It was easy. I mean, we just popped it back on nope. there. I would have taken a, I would have pulled down my pants, taken a nice three grunt dump and then served it right up and just said, if you want me to get some some fucking mashed potatoes, I'll go to KFC if you want mashed potatoes with this shit. Um, come on, man. A hubcap. Yeah. What so year? You what year is work this? for AAA now. Uh, you basically, like I was like, bucks? am I paying you for this at this point? Can we like, see? Sorry, just. Yeah. Can we see that Frida, Frida Kayla? Can you take down the sleeve on that? That's real. Yeah. I didn't notice that, by the way. It you was didn't? Co- it was covered up. No, did you buy that on purpose? Hold that up for the audience. Is it really Frida Kayla? It is. <laughs> what made you buy that? Uh, because I am actually, I think somehow, some way. Are you a big fan? Latinx. Um, Wait. I am a big fan. I've gone to her house in Mexico. Really? Yeah. Was she an artist? Yes. I only remember Selma Hayek's huge tits in that movie. That was all I remember. And I apologize for that. Um, yes. I apologize for, to Selma. I think she won the Oscar for it. She, yeah, yeah, probably. I think she did. I thought her tits won the Oscar for it. Uh, either way, yeah. they, they deserve their own Oscar, to yes, be honest Yes, she was you. an artist, uh, prolific. Yeah, she was a lesbian, Huge right? in Mexico. Yeah. Um, she was Latinx. Isn't that what Latinx is? Is, uh, is both, yeah. yeah. Latino or Latina, we just cut it off and say latinx so you don't have to say oh it's just separating that i thought it meant you were a gay latino no 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 it just means we don't want to say latina or latino we just say latina latinx and terrible, that that covers all of it that's a terrible way to do that whole thing i, I know we went over that but i didn't i misunderstood it oh i, I didn't choose it i'm just telling yeah, you caucasian x oh i thought you had to be a latin skateboarder that's what i thought too yeah, uh, apparently you don't, and you're a huge fan of Frida Kahlo, which we just found I out am, about today. Yeah. What I did am. you What did you enjoy most about her life? Would you say? Um, I just think she was a <laughs> pretty uh, amazing lady who had been through a whole hell of a lot. What 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 was it about her though? What, what would you say she... specifically? <laughs> I think when like she was younger, she was mm. riding on a bus and she got impaled like through her whole body vagina up to her like shoulder and she was basically supposed to be paralyzed and never walk again, but she got through that, figured out that and when she was like in this brace that was literally like I cannot move at all forever did art that was pretty crazy and good. Yeah. And I loved it. And I like her whole style i like her same I, she to me she employed kind of a naive folk uh kind of post-colonialism uh it, look it had a lot to do with gender and class or paintings but uh that was my favorite part about her work in general um and that's what wikipedia just said right here so mm. uh, <laughs> i didn't know you were a huge fan to be honest with you no i mean i, I just know ab- about her i guess i think a lot of people do yeah Quick question. Two dudes Giorgio. behind there. Besides Salma Hayek tits, did you know Frida Kahlo? Be honest. Oh, no, and you didn't either. In the entire last yeah, five minutes, you've been trying to call James out for no. not trying to think yeah, she didn't, didn't know. know. I didn't know either. I, know, I knew you? nothing about her. No, none of us do. <laughs> none oh. of us. Whenever we see that image, no lie, every dude on the planet's like, ah, that's the one where uh, Salma Hayek was a lesbian with the fucking chick, and, and she had the eyebrows together. Yeah. I know nothing about Frida Kahlo's life. I didn't know you did, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was just trying to throw you under the bus the entire time. <laughs> the entire time. It turns out you're a gigantic Frida Kahlo fan. You passed the yeah, test. Yeah, like I said, I've been to her house in Koyakon, which is like they turned it into this huge, this like museum. And it you see her brace that she had to wear and like this crazy shit. <laughs> did you sniff it? Sniff the brace. Sniff that brace? Yeah. Um, Get a little sniff, and her art is everywhere, and like letters between her and the muralist that was abusive. I don't 
don't know. Okay. She was just a. Yeah. No, look, you know your shit. You're 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 a K-list. You're a Frida K-holist. Kalolis, you, you could teach a community college art class on yeah, it. Yeah, you really could, Jay. I feel confident that you could go online in DeVry and teach their course in uh, Frida Kahlo. Mm. I'm actually, I'm super impressed. Um, but that, did that make what, you buy I mean, that I mug? Don't... Look. Is that what made you buy the mug? I thought it would be funny because you guys always make fun of the fact that I'm not <laughs> Mexican, even though I was told I was, and so I somehow identify. Let's unpack this real quick, okay? Yeah. Just real quick. Please. Did you go to her house because you thought you were Mexican and you wanted to learn more about There was the a Mexican lot of things heritage. I did back in the day because I thought I was Mexican and I wasn't. But uh, I, I did, gra- I was, I gravitated towards her, like her art and the color palettes that, the, that she used and just the craziness that was her. Uh-huh. And so I was like, maybe I am. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like traveled, backpacked all through Mexico. You are transracial. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like officially, like for sure. Like, oh, yeah. I, I'm culture- I, I, you I were culture- next to me. Yeah. Cultural appropriation at its finest. Uh, yeah, backpacked through, all through Mexico, all the way down to Central America, thinking I was Mexican yeah. the whole time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like, like that had to have been it. Otherwise, like you don't hear too many white blonde girls saying... You know what I'd, I'd love to go to is that Frida Kahlo uh, exhibit, that museum, her house, it, and all that stuff. It was interesting. It would be no, interesting to anyone. Like, she just did, I don't know, whatever. No, I'm proud of you. Like, I think it's amazing. I was You're proud of fully me. prepared to go all in on this joke, and it turns out she knows everything about her. I don't know everything she about her. She was born her. in 1907, Ross. Like, no, it's fucking rad, dude. I was going to talk about bullshit after this, but now... I feel like a little dummy who doesn't know about art. Uh, I was going to talk about Amber Rose joining OnlyFans. Look, but, I'm hey, not. Man, you know, I consider that art. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we all do. Uh, yeah, I'm not really into art. You know that. Yeah, not not not, not at all. I'm just more into like, I'm more into prolific people. Not- I'm more into people that have overcome so much, and it, she's in, it's intriguing how beloved she is in mexico right right and everything that she's gone through but again i I don't like art very similar to amber rose by the way Giorgio. um very similar we're all intrigued with with her no the first you know the uh the first time i met you and we were having beers um you said uh i hate museums do you remember that Yeah. yeah yeah i just needed to get it out of the way because i pretended to like a lot of things Right. In like past relationships. So I just wanted to be like, hey, sushi? Nope. Camping? Not really. Museums? Ugh. Yeah. Uh, Especially natural history ones. Gross, right? I don't, I don't need to see your dinosaur bullshit. Impressionist paintings? I don't even know what that is. Nope. Sculptures? Fucking do um, something. Yeah, so I had to get a lot of things out of the way. Just okay. right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you did. One of them was I hate museums. Therefore, I, that's what my, this wasn't su- a imagine museum. my surprise when it I found out my wife It wasn't necessarily a museum. It was her house that she lived in. Right. And you're just kind of, yeah, I mean, whatever. Okay. Hey, look, I'm, I'm amped about it. Yeah, are you amped about How it? How far was the Taco Bell from that house? That, I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I don't even know where it is. Cuyacan? Koyakan. Koyakan. Mm. Uh, big fan of all the stuff they do there and the street yeah. meat down there. What do they call those hot dogs they wrap in bacon and onions? The Koyakan dogs. Those are, the those are club dogs. dogs. They actually don't have those in Mexico City, but maybe they do somewhere. Yeah, they do. They get street meat I everywhere. I didn't see any street club meats dogs around the world. There. Street meat is around the world. Is it? Um, we were talking about a, a cooking show earlier. Uh, I think one that would be. Uh, hilarious is if you did just street meets around the world Oof. and then uh we Bourdain s- kind of did that well I want to I want to I want to add something to it because you Please. always get to spice these things up everything has been done at this point right um I want to see a GoPro inside the toilet mm. so that way you you can really judge that street meat on what that toilet looked like afterward right because holy hell man yeah uh and is there a worse place those those bacon wrapped dogs with the uh, onions and stuff on them in, in la yeesh uh it's always seemed like a great idea at 2 a.m 
3 a.m. And then that, that next morning. That smell really get gets you. stuck in your nose, on your clothes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. distinct. <laughs> Smells really take you back, right? But if I smell a club dog right now, it yeah. will take me right back to like walking out of some dirty ass bar. Yeah, at freaking. Two a.m. Kicked out yeah. at two thirty. Get out. Um, the Kuyakan dogs is what we're gonna call them from now on. I don't know what their real name is, but it's uh, club dogs. Eh, Kuyakan dogs sounds better, doesn't okay. it? Okay. You know, uh, I'm I'm just saying. I think the Kuyakan dog sounds great. Uh, I'd like to have a nice Kuyakan dog to get ready today, but I don't have that. Instead, I've got a beautiful coffee mug of Frida Kahlo that I'll be using. Um, maybe I'll take it this weekend to uh, to coach the soccer game. You know, maybe show the other parents that I'm cultured. And, uh, and I care about everything that's going on right. in the world. <laughs> it's very Texas. I like it. Yeah, I don't know. Eh, we're diving into it today. Look. Kids, uh, we've had a blast this week. Uh, I, the, the craziness is only going to ensue. I cannot wait to get back on the air Monday because I don't know what's going to happen over the next four or five days. I feel like that every morning I wake up um, that I'm just like, I, I love coming here. I love doing this every single day. Because every day is a fucking mystery of weird shit where you're just like, ah, what's the, what's the next thing that's going to be super fucked up today? And then here we are. Uh, so we'll be back at you Monday. Um, in the meantime, go to Ross Patterson Revolution on iTunes. Rate the show a five star and leave a review. It turns out on iTunes, it is not the millions of listeners that you have. They simply put you on the charts based on your reviews and likes which is super fucking weird, but uh, please do it. It means a lot to the show. And then, uh, you know, after that, do whatever you want. Go get a cool Yukon dog. Live your best life. Be who you're really meant to be in this world. Just keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. That is original. I made that up. No one has ever said that in this lifetime. And it's mine. So if you say it, it's trademarked. You will owe me money, and I will come to your house and take it from your purse and or wallets. For Jesse Wiseman, a.k.a. The Jables, I'm Ross Patterson. This is The Revolution. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Be back. Buenos noches.